0: This is Jeff Standridge, and this is the Innovation Junkies Podcast. If you want to drastically improve your business, learn proven growth strategies, and generate sustained results for your organization, you've come to the right place. Over the next half hour, we're going to be sharing specific strategies, tactics, and tips that you can use to grow your business, no matter the size, no matter the industry, no matter the geography. We'll be talking about everything from sales and marketing to organizational, operational, and leadership effectiveness innovation, digital transformation, everything in between. Routinely, we'll bring in a top mover and shaker, someone who's done something unbelievable with his or her business. We'll dig deep. We'll uncover specific strategies, tactics, and tools that they've used to help you achieve your business goals. Welcome to the Innovation Junkies
1: Podcast. Hey guys, if you're looking to put your business on the fast track to achieving sustained strategic growth, this episode is sponsored by the team at Innovation Junkie. To learn more about our strategic growth diagnostic, go to innovationjunkie.com slash diagnostic. Now let's get on with the show.
0: Hey guys, Jeff Standridge here. I'm here with my colleague Jeff Amiran. Welcome to the Innovation Junkie's podcast.
1: God, it's great to be here. We're kicking off something brand new that should be exciting to this audience. I, I, I can't wait to get into it.
0: Yeah, I'm the same way. Uh, This is something we've been talking about for some time. Uh, Many of you may be listeners to the Startup Junkies podcast, which Jeff Amerine and his team have been uh, running for how long now, Jeff? Three, four, five years?
1: Oh, you know, I don't know. I think we started when cable... TV was invented might have been like 1982 seems like yeah. it no it was about five years ago 2015 years ago. When we fantastic. Got started. yeah
0: fantastic well let's talk a little bit about uh this podcast help our listeners understand what they can expect from you and me but maybe before we do that let's talk a little bit about how each of us uh, came to the world of innovation how about you start
1: you'd have to pick on me first wouldn't you so of well And I'm going to be doing that a
0: lot over the course of this. (laughs) My
1: my innovation journey really, really. Yeah, I bet you will. My innovation journey really started when I was in the military in the Air Force. The last assignment I had, we were. uh, I was at Hanscom Field, which is in Massachusetts, not far from Boston, and we were working to upgrade and modernize the communications and the command and control systems for the nuclear triad. So. Got involved with project management, with R&D, with advanced electronics, with communications and all that. And that was kind of the first step into a system engineering, product management, international business role for a bunch of years with Westinghouse Electric, where we worked on cutting edge stuff, some of which became the precursor to digital cellular, to uh, satellite communications, uh, worked on things that were related to Sirius XM back before they were called that, and, and a variety of other things. But that's kind of how it all got started, and then kind of catch the bug, and you you get involved in technical leadership roles along the way, which I did, and both on the consulting side, new products, international telecommunications, uh, doing some innovative things for trucking companies along the way, and then finally running the technology commercialization uh, function for the University of Arkansas for a bunch of years. So it's... For me, innovation has always been a part of the job, trying to figure out how to do new things, whether it was in a startup setting or a Fortune 500. What about you, Jeff?
0: Well, interestingly, I come to the world of entrepreneurship and innovation uh, from that of being a uh, what I call an entrepreneur and a change agent. So I uh, spent my time, first of all, in healthcare about ten or twelve years. Uh, paramedic on the streets, uh, uh, respiratory therapist on a helicopter team with one of the largest uh, uh, children's hospitals in Arkansas, uh, in in the country rather, Arkansas Children's Hospital. Ended up becoming a professor at the University of Arkansas for medical sciences and when I chose to go to graduate school I knew I didn't want to do another clinical degree so I I chose uh, a doctorate in leadership and organizational uh, behavior effectively, kind of worked with my doctoral chair to put together a curriculum that I felt like would, would be the most benefit, and ended up spending 20 years with Axiom Corporation, first of all as a consultant and, and internal change agent, and then ultimately moved into the uh, entrepreneur world, uh, got involved in, in the mergers and acquisitions function, built out a merger and acquisition integration team, uh, involved in the, the integration and acquisition of uh, 21 companies in seven countries in Europe. Uh, then I got into the world of real uh, entrepreneurship, started a company for Axiom in Poland and scaled that company to about 350 people and did the same thing in China, uh, followed by acquisitions in the Middle East, uh, North Africa, and, and Brazil, Latin America. And then finally, uh, rounded out my career there in the, uh, in the sales world, actually leading a, a sales team to take what traditionally had been Fortune 500, Fortune 1000 products and services down to the mid uh, the mid markets, and so that's where where I really fell in love with the, the small business. Uh, as you know, Jeff started a venture fund uh, which you were involved in called Cadron Creek Capital, and and we ultimately uh, partnered together to create our second fund together, Cadron Capital Partners, and have been working with uh, with you and and others in the startup and and corporate innovation world now for about the last five years. So. It's been a great journey. I've, I've learned a lot, and uh, I love what I do when I get up every day.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's been a lot of fun over the course of the last year taking all that Think Like a Startup, uh, the, maybe the people skills, the culture-oriented stuff that we've done for a bunch of years in mentoring, coaching, training uh, with early-stage ventures, and now working with later-stage, uh, both for-profit, non-profit companies uh, under the Innovation Junkie brand. I mean, that's kind of the the impetus for the new brand. It's been very exciting, and very fulfilling uh, so far. So it's it's yeah. been a fun ride.
0: It has. You know, working with uh, healthcare organizations, uh, technology and tech-enabled companies, data-driven organizations. Uh, I, I, what we would do with Innovation Junkie on a daily basis has has really been invigorating to me and, and as I said, uh, making me enjoy Uh, immensely what I do when I get up every day and put two feet on the floor. Well, let's talk about what people can expect from the Innovation Junkies podcast. Uh, They heard from the intro that we're going to be talking about uh, leadership, operational and organizational effectiveness, about strategic growth, digital transformation, and certainly innovation. Uh, What do you hope to to do with this podcast and what do you hope for our listeners to
1: you know, I think I think a lot of times when people think of innovation, they think of the mechanics, kind of the plumbing and the process and all that. I, I hope that we are able to find thought leaders, and I know we will, that will come on that have been disruptors in organizations of all sizes that have led really important change, new product, new service development. I, I really want to get their insights and and learn even more about the people side of of what it takes. To, to be an innovator in an organization of, of really any size. And so I, I, that's, that's what I hope to get out of it. I, I think it's going to be some really valuable information. It will be a little different than what we hear about in the startup journey and that many of these innovators might be in very large organizations, uh, both for-profit and non or might be independent authors that study this. So I, I think it's going to be a really, a really cool context and some, and some great stories that we're going to hear from the folks who we bring on.
0: Yeah, that's right, and I'm I'm very excited about the list of uh, guests that we've been working on in trying to um, trying to make sure that we provide the best to our to our listeners, and I'm very very excited about that. Um, I'm also uh, excited to actually provide tips, tricks, tactics, and strategies. So one of the things that that they should expect from us is that when we talk to these movers and shakers in the world of innovation, strategic growth, etc., uh, we'll be working to extract out of them what do they actually do and and how can our listeners apply what these movers and shakers did how can they apply that to their business
1: yeah exactly and 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 i I think that some of the context that we can we can learn more about is some companies will want to be innovative and and we'll call that innovation theater sometimes and that they're checking a box and whatnot because they know they need to do it but there's not really that top level commitment to it I think it'll be interesting to hear how the folks that we bring on overcame those sorts of obstacles, and we can learn more for them to how to really make it stick and how to make the people side of it really work well.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, if if our listeners don't walk away from each episode with something they can do, uh, either incrementally or uh, transformationally, uh, then, then we've let them down, I think.
1: Hey, folks, we'll be right back with the episode. But first, we want to tell you about a limited opportunity to take advantage of our strategic growth diagnostic. For a short time only, we're offering a free strategy call to see whether or not our unique diagnostic tool is right for you. Go to innovationjunkie.com backslash diagnostic to learn more. You know, one thing that I think might be interesting to explore a little bit because it's it's important to what we do at Innovation Junkie is the framework that that you largely... Honchoed and coming up with, I think it, it'd be worthwhile to go through that a little bit because some of the context of the questions that I'll be asking will be around those pieces, the structure of those pieces, and and how people think about it. So it might be good for you just to talk a little bit more about the framework that we use on sure. engagements because I think it's it's uh, it's novel and it's uh, it's a appropriate uh, point of uh, education for the yeah, audience. I
0: appreciate that, and it and it's been transformational for a number of our clients. You know, um, everything we do and everything we want to focus on in this uh, podcast is about strategic growth, helping our listeners and our clients at Innovation Junkie uh, create sustained strategic growth. Sustained, obviously, uh, not something that's a one-shot wonder, but also strategic growth. Strategic growth can be uh, incremental and it can be explosive um so we're not trying to say one over the other but just to sustain strategic growth that's what we work to try to create every day with our clients and what we want our listeners to walk away with What we've found over the course of our careers is that there are really two pillars that support sustained strategic growth and that's the uh, the effectiveness of the organizations uh, with whom we work and the effectiveness of the leaders who lead those organizations so we spend a lot of time looking at those particular aspects if the organization has a number of bottlenecks, if the operations of the organization uh, have a number of bottlenecks, um, then that affects the ability of the organization to create sustained strategic growth. If the effectiveness of the leaders is hampered by a depth issue or a talent issue or a leadership practice issue that affects an organization's ability to generate sustained strategic growth. So we spend a lot of time on those two pillars. And then I'm really excited about the diagnostic, uh, which our listeners will hear about uh, in the episode, uh, the strategic growth diagnostic that allows these organizations to, to answer a few questions among their top leadership, uh, 30 minutes or so uh, across five to seven, maybe up to 10 of their executive leaders, and really answer questions that help them to pinpoint Areas of strength and areas of deficiency uh, across six major categories of leadership, organizational, and operational effectiveness, which we've talked about. Uh, uh, Revenue velocity, uh, which is really having to do with the sales and marketing engine of an organization. Uh, Innovation readiness and the degree, and you said this, the degree to which they actually – Weave innovation into the practices of the organization, into the leadership structure, and into the expectations of the organization, all the way up to the C-suite, even to the board level if necessary. And then finally, digital readiness. Digital transformation will become a factor for every organization, and we've seen that with the uh, the recent pandemic that we've gone through. Organizations that were on the cusp of doing some innovative things digitally, uh, they've had to accelerate those Plans and those actions in order to remain viable, and so we're going to spend some time really digging in with our listeners uh, across those areas: revenue velocity, leadership, organizational, and operational effectiveness, digital readiness, and innovation readiness. and And that serves as the basis of our practice framework as well. And uh, we stand behind it; we believe in it, and that's why we want to talk with our guests about those aspects as well. Is that what yeah, you're And, then, for? and
1: it, Yeah, and then based on on how that diagnostic goes. For our practice, that's where we'll we'll have sort of prescriptive interventions uh, that build all the way from the innovation to acceleration of what they're doing, building that strategic growth plan to execution, making sure that the plan is not something that just sits on the shelf. And then and then finally, this idea of an advisory and ongoing support. And I, and I think that one of the things that's really crucial is there's plenty of examples of organizations that have gathered up their innovators and kind of put them in a corner in a skunkworks type of setting and they've done pretty amazing things that one group but that doesn't really necessarily do a lot to create a lasting culture of innovation and I think the interesting thing is how you take innovators and make them champions within the organization so that you've got a true lasting culture of innovation and I know we're going to have guests on that will go really deep with that do some great storytelling and, and talk about it but that's the thing that I think that can really change the world is when uh, that sort of culture takes hold in organizations of all sizes and it's not just isolated to a group that's off on an island somewhere within a within a big organization
0: no I think that's great you know it might be appropriate at this point in the episode for maybe you and me to share a few uh, philosophical points that we have about strategic growth and, and innovation. And I won't pick on you first this time because I, I've got a couple that I'll start with. But <laughs> okay, um, we like to talk about no three ring binders allowed. When we're building a, a strategic growth plan for an organization, we advocate being very pragmatic. And there are six or seven components that need to be in a strategic growth plan. And a strategic growth plan really should say as much about uh, what an organization is not going to do as it does about what an organization is going to do. It either says it by omission. In other words, we don't we don't address it in the strategic growth plan. doesn't mean we're not going to do it, but it's not a strategic investment area for us as an organization or we're going to put minimal resources on it. Uh, unfortunately, many organizations try to encompass everything they're already doing so that everyone will have some tie to the strategic plan. And it's okay to work in an area of the business that is vital – but maybe not strategic. Your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I, I, I think that's I think that's really key. And the, and the other thing that I would say about that as part of the planning is you weave in very important elements of the culture, like the the vision for where you wanna be in three to five years and the, the purpose or mission, why you're doing it, answering that why question. Uh, it, it's important also to be cognizant of the core values that define the kind of business you're gonna take, how you're gonna treat people. But that process that also eventually gets you to this idea of, of uh, short term and long term targets. So they've got something to aim at. And I, I think it's really crucially important because so many times you'll go through a planning process and it won't stick. Everybody knows that they need to do it. They just kind of go through it and it doesn't inform what they do day to day. And so mm-hmm. I think the, the key thing that we've learned is you've got to have the buy in of not just the upper echelon of folks, but people that are influencers throughout the organization absolutely the case.
0: Another philosophical component here, and and it's based upon observation, is that uh, a strategic growth plan is nothing if it's not properly executed. And what ends up happening in many instances is we create a three-year strategic growth plan. We many times put it in a three-ring binder. We put it on the shelf, and then we look up in six, nine, 12 months and say, how have we been doing against that? That's the best case. The worst case is... Something comes along that distracts us and we stop our implementation cadence for justifiable reasons. And one of, the, one of the reasons that we focus heavily on, you can't stop with a strategic growth plan. You've got to build your multi-year execution plan and you've got to build your review monitoring and review cadence uh, and, and checkup process. You've got to have a, assigned accountabilities. People sure. have to get up every day and know that their, their responsibility is to own this work stream or that work stream that's tied specifically to the execution. And I'm sure you have some thoughts on that as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, those are, those are there's some good nuggets that come out of Gino Wickman's work on traction that I think are kind of timeless. And when you read that book and you, you find out that it's pretty commonsensical, but the idea of having a weekly review on a regular cadence to specifically go through the assignments, the issues that are important to the organization to make sure that those things are happening the way they should, I mean, it, it all needs to tie in. And I, I would say also that it's important to... If you want a certain kind of behavior, you've got to have the incentives for the behavior. So a lot of times when we see issues about people not performing the plan, it's because they've got misaligned incentives. Uh, innovation cannot be an additional duty. If you want to be innovative, you want to have a, a strategic growth plan that's got a few game changers in there that you're working on, those have to be recognized, agreed upon, and they've got people have got to be held to account for delivery. And you only get that by having the discipline of having a regular cadence of of check-ins that aren't hour, you know, hours and hours of meetings, but that are are really uh, where you handle the exceptions on progress.
0: Hey, there's another one there, Gino Wickman. Maybe he's a, a guest on our podcast, so uh, if, if any of you out there know uh, Gino Wickman and, and uh, invite him to join us, and uh, Gino, if you're listening, uh, hey, we're going to be reaching out.
1: Absolutely, and if you want to be a paid sponsor, we'll take that, too.
0: There you go. I, hey, um, <laughs> The other thing I hope we're going to do is have a little bit of fun. I know we have fun in real life, and what I don't want to do is to get on this uh, podcast and and uh, be someone that we're not.
1: Yeah, you know, I think that the, I think the trick to that is to make sure that you've got bourbon within arm's reach there you when go. you're on the podcast.
0: It is early in the morning, but as I told uh, Reagan a few moments ago, it's 5 o'clock somewhere, right?
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, yeah, we're going right. to have fun with this yeah. for sure.
0: Well, um that's it. That's our Innovation Junkies podcast. That's the what you can expect from Jeff and Jeff. Uh, we're called the Jeffs in many instances. Jeff A., Jeff Amerine, Jeff Standridge. Uh, we're looking forward to spending time with you guys over the course of the next few uh, weeks, months, and years. You can expect a drop from us on Mondays and then maybe a little bonus episode uh, here and there in between.
1: Looking forward to it. We're going to have some great guests. Don't miss it. It'll be awesome.
0: And speaking of guests, we have already talked about Gino Wickman. So Gino, if you're listening, um, we'll be in touch. Uh, our people will call your people or something like that. Uh, but but also, if if listeners, if you have guests that you think that we should be talking to, thinking about uh, profiling on the on the podcast, g- give us a give us a shout. Uh, go to innovationjunkie com. That's innovationjunkie.com. dot uh, com. Leave us a note. Uh, Tell us who that guest is. If you know that person, make an introduction. We'd love for that to happen. And we look forward to coming back in front of you guys uh, every single week.
1: Yeah, I can't wait. See you soon. All right, take care. Hey, listeners, this is Jeff Amerine. We want to thank you for tuning in. We sincerely appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the Innovation Junkies podcast, please do us a huge favor. Click the subscribe button right now and leave us a review. It would mean the world to both of us. And don't forget to share us on social media.